Hey, I'm Crystal, a certified life coach and mom of four. In this podcast, we combine radical connection and positive parenting theories with the how-to, life coaching tools and mindset work to completely transform our relationship with our children. Join me on my journey, unleash your inner parenting expert, and become the mother you've always wanted to be. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and rate this podcast on Apple and check out my transformative monthly membership for moms in the show notes. Hi, and welcome to today's episode, finding your values to build your unique life. All right. Welcome to today's podcast. I am excited to bring you another sneak peek of a coaching call. Um, And the reason that we do this is because it's great to take courses and to read books and to learn new things, but implementation and integration is a different thing. And it can really change our lives in a really powerful way. So I want to show you guys what that's like today. I am bringing on a client to come and get coached. Um, I'm surrounding the topics that we've been talking about for the last few weeks. And you can get a sneak peek onto into what it actually is like to be on a coaching call and see the transformation and the shifts that happen. Um, the client that I have coming on today does know quite a bit about coaching and a lot about thought work. Uh, So if you are confused as to any of the lingo that we use, go back to season one and listen to um, my episodes like The Model. That one would be a great one to cover. Um, And I have a couple other thought work episodes in the first season. So we will dig into it. Hello. Hello. Hey, first of all, what you just said about coaching is so true. Like it helps you integrate it because I'm a person that's been involved in self-help and reading the books and going to the, like, that's been a huge part of my adult life. Mm-hmm. But coaching was where like it got personal. It got to the point where I, I was, those shifts and things were happening because it was specifically my thoughts about things, not just like, oh, that's a good idea or that's a good principle. But it was like, how is this playing out in my mind and yes. in my life? My, me too. 100%. Like I had been reading books and doing things for years. And it wasn't until I personally got coached and I personally could figure out what are my struggles and my unique situation with my kids and my thoughts and my brain and how does that work? And I feel the same way that you do. Before we hop into coaching, I always like to ask this this question first. How are you feeling right now? Emotion word. I'm actually pretty relaxed which has not been my state for the last couple of days. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So going into this, just, um, just give us, just dive right in. Tell us what, what's kind of on your mind right now. Okay. I think the biggest thing that I'm working with in my life right now is, um, I've been working really hard to eliminate shame, not eliminate, use a different word. Don't you? Um, just like be aware of it. Become shame resilient. Yeah. Resilient. Yes. And becoming shame resilient and very aware of like, I am, I don't want to live my life from all the shoulds. Mm -hmm. Um, and which has produced lots of wonderful things in my life. And it feels like a bit of a pendulum switch of like swing of like, okay, yep. Nope. Just because I think I should do that doesn't mean I have to. And like really owning my life. Um, but then there's this little gremlins, like little thought gremlins coming mm-hmm. in. They're like, well, if shame isn't going to get you to do it, 
what is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. And yep. like, there are things I'm like, okay, like that's fine. And then also I'm like, oh, did I lose my, um, like, oh, I, I need to make dinner, but I'm not making dinner because I should make dinner. But I don't really want to make dinner or like, anyway, so it's, it's finding new places of motivation for kind of that black hole that used to just like, I used to just push through with all of the shame and all of the, yeah. Okay. I love this because, um, you guys have probably heard this before, but all or nothing thinking, right? So on the one end, we have that shame and we're like, the shame is going to help us get there. And we often feel like it is like, I just talked to a client about this yesterday and he was like, oh no, but the shame is what helps me do better. And as we started to like really get into it, the shame was not helping him to do better. The shame was pushing him farther away from his goals, which we've talked about a lot on this podcast too. But our brain often swings over to the other side where it's like, okay, nothing. Like all or nothing is nothing on the other end of it. We're just like, well, I guess we do nothing. So my metaphor is always, if you're going to the gym and somebody was working there and came up to us and was like screaming and yelling at us and telling us what a terrible job and that we should have come sooner and that we're not doing it hard enough and not doing it long enough. Like we can see that that wouldn't be super supportive in our journey. But if we go to the gym and there's nobody there, there's no supports, there's no people, nobody's helping us. And maybe there's not even like equipment. (laughs) Then we're like, Hey, now what do we, I guess we just don't go. I just guess we don't go to the gym. Um, so the cure for all or nothing is to figure out like, what's the middle for us. So I want you to tell me a little bit about this all or nothing for you. Like what it looks like when you're like, notice the shame and you kind of move from that. Then what happens? Um, Hmm. Good question. It is very all or nothing. I'm like, okay, I can't do that. Um, and just that extremism of like, okay, I have to do totally the opposite. Yeah. So um, if you can think of like a situation maybe that you can think of recently where you notice this. Oh, just like not making dinner ever. Okay. Let's talk about it. <laughs> not making dinner ever. So tell me about the shame first that kind of led to the not making dinner. Well, no, the shame was I have to make dinner. Right. Because that's my job. And mm. what kind of person am I if I don't feed and nourish my family? Okay, answer that question though. What kind of person are you if you don't feed and nourish your family? Well, right now I'm a happy person because <laughs> I hate making dinner. <laughs> uh, um, okay. So that is one that I feel like, so just this week I was like, okay, it's getting a little out of control. My, I don't need my family just grounding to try and feed themselves all of the time. That doesn't really align with my values either. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting you said the support of the gym because I was like, okay, well, um, we used to get good food and I was like, that's too expensive. Um, but like, I was at Costco, which I also hate grocery shopping. I almost only do um, like grocery orders, which are mm-hmm. the best. Um, but I was, I have to, I need a diaper. So I was at Costco and I was like, you know what? These pre-made meals are not that much more expensive. Like mm-hmm. if I'm having a hard time doing this, like middle ground is if I get these, that's a little easier. And at least I'm making supper. It might be a little bit more, but it's certainly not as much as like 
my kids getting hungry and asking their dad to do skip while I'm, you know, like skip the dishes while I'm out that night. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you ordered it again. Um, and plus I was like, and these aren't easy enough that I could assign them to other members of my family. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look, that's in the fridge. That's ready, you know, help with dinner. So that mid ground of like, um, cause I think the all or nothing, the shame, what kind of person am I, if I don't make dinner, mm-hmm. that's trying to, to attach all of that value to what I do. So if I don't do that, mm-hmm. who, you know, but the reality is that has nothing to do with who I am. Yeah. Nothing. It's just a choice that I make. It's just a reality of life. It needs to get done. So the mid line thinking, I think is, well, what are other ways that this could get done? Exactly. Right? But yeah. It's the, the support of like, it's not an empty gym and it's not someone shouting at me at the gym. Mm-hmm. It's, which let's find a new metaphor. Cause I don't like the gym either. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I think, I I think it's just, it's so obvious that that person would not get the help that they need, right? They'd be like, I'm not going to this gym anymore, but we, it's a yoga yoga class. Yes. Yoga class. And the teacher is like very lovely guiding you through and helping your body know what they need. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's what the middle is. So my family needs fed, but there's lots of ways I can get to that. So the shame story on the one hand is always what we make it mean about us. Right. So when you're, you know, you're like, I should make dinner because that's my job. Because if not, then I'm not a good mom or I'm not a good person or I'm not a good wife or whatever that is. And you notice that comparison because I'd be like good with it. And then I'd like notice other moms being more diligent about it or more creative, you know, like they make dinner every night. I'm like, like, yeah. Yeah. And what was the thought there? Do you think like when the comparison was happening, what do you think you were thinking? If I was a good mom, I do that. too. Yeah. Yeah. If I was a good mom, I would do that too. So you notice that and you know a lot about a thought work and you were able to kind of shift that. So what's the thought that kind of switched you over to the like now nothing phase? What were you thinking? Um, well, I did shift the, if I was a good mom, I would do that because I was like, no, I've, I've learned through thought work that me as a good mom is me as a happy mom, as a, like, mm-hmm. I'm a good mom when, yeah, when I'm not miserable. Um, also, you can be a good mom when you are miserable. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that I had, there was more choice there than I was. Mm-hmm. There was more, there's more ways to be a good mom than just what I was laying out. Okay, so wait, what, the switched? shift of, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the shame of like, I think I got curious. I think I was like, okay, so if shame isn't going to be the reason I clean my house and I do all these things mm-hmm. that are my mommy jobs. Um. And getting to it, like, you know, letting them go a little bit and be like, Ooh, this is getting a little bit chaotic. And then thinking back to my own childhood, which did struggle to function because the lack of that organization, like mm-hmm. family doing things. So I was like, okay, we're getting to some scary ground here. Right. Like, I don't want to neglect my kids. 
Mm -hmm. I want them to still feel supported and like, Mm -hmm. like they're living in a place that has some order, has flexibility and it has, you know, everyone contributing. Um, So then I had to get really curious about like, well, shame isn't going to drive them that. What could, what would be an emotion? um, What would be a thought that would help me get the result? Right. Cause the result is I was like, I need my kids fed. Yep. <laughs> so what, what can I replace as a thought as, a, as a, instead of, well, if I'm a good mom, I'll do this. So then every time I don't make dinner, I feel like a bad mom. That's yeah. not. Helpful. Yeah. I love this because one of the things I talked about a few weeks ago about shame was that when we're in shame, it takes out all the learning. Right. If you were to stay in that space, like no learning would happen, no shifts, no changes, at least nothing positive or no healthy yeah. growth in that space. And when we're able to move beyond that and we're able to feel compassion for ourselves and really kind of shift that to those thoughts, now you're in the space where learning can happen. Right. Learning yeah. can happen from this space where we're like, okay, it doesn't mean anything about me as a person if I don't make my kids an amazing dinner and that they have to just like get whatever there is in the kitchen. They're not starving. They're healthy. There's food in our house all the time. They're totally fine, right? So I can feel good about that. And now I can move to the space that where we look back and say, okay, now what have I learned? Now going over to this like kind of nothing phase. Now, what have I learned? And I also like what you said about what is my values? How can I live in line with my values? So looking back on it now, what would you say you want your values to be? In like an ideal world, what would that look like? Um, I value togetherness and I value connection. That's one of the reasons that sometimes dinner is a hard time for us because, and I'm sure lots of people can relate to this, but like sometimes I'll like even have dinner, like all prepped and then I'll like go do something. And all of a sudden, like my husband's eating dinner, like he's started Mm -hmm. to dish it out and like everyone's spread all over the kitchen eating like Mm -hmm. separately. And I'm like, whoa, like I can't put forth the effort to make dinner if it's not going to actually result in what I want from this, which is connection. Right. So two different ways I can approach that. I can say, okay, well, maybe I need to take pressure off of that. Yeah. Maybe dinner is not when my family is very good at connecting. You know? Yeah, maybe, maybe there's that so isn't. many other times during the day. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> we're way better at it in a different setting. Maybe when everyone is hungry and all of that. We've I've also gotten way more flexible with it. Like we eat dinner really early, like almost as soon as my kids are home from school, like we're mm-hmm. eating. And which means they snack later and all that. But like, um, because I was so annoyed with them eating while I was making dinner, then I'm supposed to set them down. Like we're supposed to have dinner at this like magical time. And then, and my husband has flexible work. And so that's something that's available, but like, or having dinner without my husband there because he doesn't value that. Like us talking at dinner, I think he finds annoying. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm eating. <laughs> yeah. Like he's very focused. Like he's a one task kind of man. He's not a multitasker. So he's like, I'm eating. Why are you asking me questions? Like we'll talk when I'm done. <laughs> so um yeah so like if the result I want is connection if the result I want is connection and my people to be fed those don't have to happen at the same time 
Mm-hmm. So realizing that I can kind of disconnect those and maybe give up, like you asked, like the ideal, like maybe yeah. give up a little bit of the ideal and find a middle ground of like, you know, maybe we chat more while we're cleaning up after dinner, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I love well, that. I, do I love that you were able to see like, this is what I love about it. And then how can we, it doesn't have to look like another family's looks like. I can still get that connection time because connection is an emotion that we feel. So we could yeah. feel connection even if all of the kids are everywhere. Like, but I don't feel that at meals. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I feel frustrated because I think I should feel connection. And, and when we're don't. not feeling connection mm-hmm. because we're too busy passing the blah, blah, blah. And like, like then, I'm, then I'm frustrated. And then I feel resentful because I put in the effort to do this thing that I thought would result in connection, but didn't. And it didn't. And what do you make that mean about you? When it doesn't result in connection, you put all that time in, doesn't work out. Um, I've made it mean lots of things. I mean, sometimes it makes me mad at my family. Like, I can't do this, like, I know that's normal, but, um, oh, well, I, I make it think, if I was a mom who loved to cook and loved to like, just like be excited about different recipes or just like, like more love was in it mm-hmm. than thinking like, Oh, it would be received more love. But like, they know I hate this. And so, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that is always my favorite question to ask myself when I'm really bothered by something. What am I making this mean about me, about my family? that our family, like there's something wrong with us, that we're not like this, that we don't just sit down and have a lovely meal, that I should enjoy this more, that they should enjoy this more. Well, you back that up to like my thought about me cooking, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't like to cook. That's a thought that has a whole bunch of connotations too. Mm-hmm. When really it's neutral. Me not liking to cook is the same as me not, I don't know, like that I don't like, I can't think of something, eating liver. Like, yeah. Well, and is it even true that you don't like to cook? Are there times when you do? Um, I like making, this sounds so selfish. I like making food for myself when there's absolutely no pressure and there's actually very little ingredients and I have to be very, very creative. Mm-hmm. Like just making a little something, but like the mass feeding and like, ugh. what are yeah. you thinking in that situation where you're like preparing it for yourself? It's healthy, nutritious, interesting. Your curiosity's peaked. Like, what's the thought there? Well, it feels creative, and it and there there's no pressure because I don't have to like it. Like, but I'm I end up liking it. Mm-hmm. Like, I make choices that make me like it. But there's a, there's there's freedom and no pressure. Because it's hey, just me. That's what yeah. I want us to so, go to. Because we think okay. that it's like our circumstance, right? We think it's a situation that's making us feel that way. But we can borrow a belief that's really serving us in one area and put it in another area of our lives. So you want to feel freedom and also creativity. Is that what you said? Freedom and yeah, yeah, creativity, right? That's so, always what I want to feel. Right, and that. lack of pressure. How could you feel that? about cooking regularly, that freedom, that lack of pressure, that creativity? 
Oh. Okay. Yep. That's the, I, I do like boring thoughts. It works really well for me. Oh, I have lots of thoughts about it's supposed to be efficient. And if I can, like, mm-hmm. it needs to be cheap and it needs to, like, there's so many um, qualifications for, like, how to feed a family well. Oh, I have to, like, okay. So a lot of our meals, because I, the picky eating, like, is just so annoying when, when you make the whole meal and they're like, I don't like I'm any eat of it. <laughs> and they're like are you kidding me like you're just gonna go and um but we do a lot of meals where it's just the ingredients like wraps or salads or like mm-hmm. are pieces of everything mm-hmm. and then they have to put it they put it together in their own bowl or their own wrap so I do like because that kind of offers them the creativity and them the freedom to do, do you what still they want feel to pressure do. in that situation or no well I feel like it's inefficient. If I was efficient, I would just make a casserole and feed my hundreds of children. Okay. Why does it have to be be cheaper? And that would be, huh? Why does it have to be efficient? (sighs) Because it's something I don't like doing. And when I don't like doing things, I do them faster. Mm -hmm. So I have more time to do the things I like. But there's lots of things that you do fast that you like, right? Before we hopped on this call, we were talking about quick vacations and being able to motor from one place to the next, you could see so much. Well, that's true. So maybe I value that I am efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Because it means something about you if you are. Yeah, it definitely is one of my things I value about myself. Mm-hmm. So what if we just draw? That's funny because I don't want to, I want to be efficient at dinner so that I can be lazy with the rest of my evening, <laughs> the rest of the evening, <laughs> not lazy, but like not efficient. Like, yeah, you know, what if time. we dropped the efficiency about dinner and the pressure about dinner and it was just creative and we did it with freedom and it didn't oh. have to be so fast or so it's much hard pressure. to imagine. I do the same thing with cleaning. I kind of just end up train roller in my kids sometimes because I'm like let's just do it fast like then it will be done what do you think you'd need to believe in order for that to happen so you still have just as many kids to feed I should have prefaced this with this person this client that I'm talking to right now has a lot of children (laughs) so you have a lot of kids that you're still needing to feed but you're not feeling pressure you're feeling free and creative Hmm. that's gonna it's gonna be a hard thing to break I think I've felt it for a long time okay so sometimes Um, it's easier for us to think of someone else in that situation someone that we think could come into our kitchen and do it with freedom and creativity and no pressure well then there'd have to be connection that's what like if someone's kind of making a meal and la la la, like, like I can do it when my friends are over. Like if I have friends over for lunch and I'm just like chatting happily with a friend while I, you know, put out snacks for our kids and like, right. well, and I do that. I guess I like talk on the phone to be distracted so that I'm like feeling connection while I'm doing that. You know, it's funny because in some ways, when you say like the freedom and creativity, it almost goes back to what I like not always cooking. 
that is kind of the extreme freedom that I like that some night it is just, Hey, yeah. I opened 10 yogurt tubes for a kid tonight. That sounds like a good dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I order a good food box or we do skip sometimes, or I have somebody else yeah. come help me or I do click and collect, or I buy the like pre-made lasagna at Costco. Like there's so many solutions. But there's so many options. Yeah. Right. And on the one hand, we're like, it has to be connection and it has to be like enjoyable. And on the other hand, we're like, or it has to be super efficient so I can just get it over with because it's not enjoyable. I want to feel better when it's over because I can't feel good during it. Right. That's the all or nothing again. We're in the center. Like we don't have to enjoy it all the time. We don't have to feel connected, but we also don't have to like get over it as quick as possible. We don't have to do it like anybody else does it. And I don't have to do it the same. That's, I think that that's one of my my little thought patterns I end up with a lot is like, well, if I would just figure out a good system and then I would just do the system because I feel because I look at other people and I'm like, well, they have a good system. That's how they do it so well. Mm-hmm. They meal plan and they know and all the things. But the reality is I don't want a system. I don't, that isn't my answer because I feel trapped by that. I want to be able to some days make dinner and sometimes not, and that I get to decide. That feels like the perfect middle ground, right? Sometimes do it, sometimes not. Sometimes feel connection, sometimes don't. I don't have to rush through it. It's not like this terrible thing that has to happen that I have to be super efficient at. It doesn't mean anything about me if I don't feel connection and if I don't feel efficient. It's just food. Well, because there's, it's, there's, in my head, there's right ways, right? So like mm-hmm. long, like make it slow and chop it together and talk. And like, that feels right. And mm-hmm. the like efficient, like really like that feels right too. But there's no right way. There's not a right way for day to day. There's just, this is how we're doing it today. Cause this is how it's playing out. And yeah. I can, I can be resourceful and I can be responsive to my family and their needs. Yeah. And right. I can so be creative and free about that. Those That value that you have is freedom and creativity and no pressure. But also you have the value of like taking care of your family, making sure that they're fed. Right? Like for me, there's lots of days I don't make dinner. And if my husband decides he feels like he's going to make dinner for everybody, then he does. And I'm like, okay, guess we're having dinner because you're doing it. <laughs> that stresses. We're stressing people out though, Crystal. There's people <laughs> listening that are like, no, 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 no. Oh, I have to do my skit. Like I have my system. Yeah. This is That's what it looks like. I just found someone on what their idea of an ideal family was, a dad. And it was fascinating to hear what he thought an ideal family was because really what it is, is like that in order to have that, we'd have like no personalities. We'd have no, we'd make mm. no mistakes, right? We'd sit there around the table and everybody would talk and laugh and be awesome and comfortable and never fight. And the food would be delicious and healthy and made. And like, everyone would have time for everything they wanted to before and after. Like, it really is perfection that we're going for. And whenever we're trying to go for this like ideal that we're not living up to, we're going to feel really bad about that. And then we're trying to push away the shame and be like, okay, I'm processing through the shame, but also like, now what? Like, now where do I go? So we find ourselves swinging to the other end of like, well, now we just won't do anything because that feels better. But I think what really feels better is to find that center ground. Where are my values? What really matters to me most? And how can I just find my own way that's not like any 
everybody else doesn't have, there's no, there doesn't have to be a right or wrong way to parent or mother or live or family or cook or anything. There's just a lot of different ways. It's so powerful because when it's based on your values, that's what makes it feel good. Yeah. Like, and to really understand your values and not just like feel the pressure of your values, Mm -hmm. but to understand, like to, yeah, be really, really aware of them. Really dig into it. So yes. So my, your opportunity for growth would be to figure that out. Like why, if it feels impossible to get to the space of freedom and of no pressure at dinner, what are the thoughts there? Like what thoughts come up for me when I, when I think about this and think about why this would be so difficult and even just gaining awareness around that, you'll probably be able to shift it because you've already done so much thought work. I don't think it'll even take any time. Yeah. I feel much better about dinner tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. So good. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure that you give it five stars on Apple and check out my monthly membership for moms in the show notes.